This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And good Tuesday afternoon. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You know, this time of year, we seem to talk so much about the kids going back to school. Are you looking forward to that? But you know what? For adults, for the adults in your life, and I would like to think that's you and me, going back into the fall is also an opportunity to kind of regroup with where you are in life, especially when it comes to your job. And we've had an opportunity to maybe enjoy a couple of weeks off in the summer. And you're going back thinking, maybe this is the year that I'm going to change things or I'm going to change jobs or even within my own job, it's changing. And if you've been at one job long enough, you know, the only thing that is constant is change. I want to know how you've adapted and maybe more importantly, how your job has adapted. We, we talk a lot about telecommuting, about flexible hours, sharing uh, a job with someone else. 403-974-8255. Want to hear what you've gone through over the last couple of years as things maybe have changed around you. Melanie Peacock, Dr. Melanie Peacock is an associate professor at the Bissett School of Business, Mount Royal University, workplace expert. She joins us today. Hello, Melanie. Hi, Angela. Good afternoon. We sure have seen changes. I'm saying in the last, well, for sure five years, but people probably in the last 10 years would probably say things have changed so quickly in their workplace. Absolutely. And in some ways, the change happens so quickly and so readily that unless we step back and take time to examine and think about it, we don't even realize how much change is happening. And in fact, if we don't take time to reflect on it, we don't fully understand and value how that change can potentially be impacting us. So, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think uh, even looking at my 30 some years in broadcasting, of course, there's been lots of changes in that time. But I really think technology has just ramped that up. Well, absolutely. And then technology impacts so many different areas and issues within the workplace. So much so, here's a perfect example. So Grand and Toy, who are absolutely committed to customer service and understanding the changing nature of the workplace, commissioned a survey, which they did online, Uh (laughs) as they are a fully online business now and have been since 2014, to find out exactly that. Grand and Toy wanted to reach out to the customers, particularly small and medium-sized businesses, to understand what's changing most for you and how are you preparing for that change. Again, encouraging people and stressing the importance that it's not just something that we can just set back and go, okay, change is constant, we have to accept it. We have to be actively involved and cognizant of that change. What did they find then when they were uh, surveying the small and medium-sized businesses? What were some of the biggest changes they had seen? Well, you've absolutely identified some of the key issues, Angela, things like technology, uh, people and workers really demanding more flexibility Mm. in the workplace. So this touches on some key points. So one way to encourage flexibility is remote work or working from home. So what we find there is that to do that just carte blanche often doesn't work. Often it's better to do a blend of it, to still have people work part-time or on occasion from the actual physical office space, but to give people the opportunity when it's appropriate and when they can use that time to be focused and dedicated to work from their own home-based offices. I'm glad you said the blend, because I think when we started talking about telecommuting, um, you know, years ago, I just thought, really, you're never, ever going to come into the office? 
Yeah, and that connection that we need with people cannot be underestimated. People need to feel not only why their work is important and that it fulfills some value and meaning in their life, they also have to feel connected to their customers and feel connected and valued by their colleagues, which touches really well to even if someone works from home part-time or even full-time, it's really important for organizations to have very clear role expectations. So now we often in human resource management talk about job descriptions or role descriptions. And of course, I'm a big believer and proponent in performance management. Lots of changes to that, Angela, too, mm-hmm. that people are moving away from the annual performance reviews and going on with ongoing coaching conversations. But what's interesting is the Grand and Toy survey found that while people are recognizing that, they're not actually spending time to re-examine their job descriptions and their role descriptions and to make sure that these performance expectations are being clearly communicated to their employees. So that's an issue that's been identified. Wait a second. You're saying that some companies are moving away from that yearly performance review? Oh, yeah. That's really now in vogue and in trend. We're saying it shouldn't be just an annual thing. And if it is still there, it's that ongoing feedback that people need. And we're calling them coaching conversations. And there's a, that makes a lot of sense, right, if you think about it. It's, you don't want to know 12 months from now, um, do you remember back yeah. in August 2000? I don't know about you. Sometimes I don't even remember what I did yesterday, <laughs> let alone 12 months ago. So it's important to keep those online or ongoing forms of communication going. And, and that speaks to something else, Angela, that it's really important that employees, whether they be on site or be working remotely, have someone who I call is a connection or a hub to an office environment. And small and medium businesses, as the Grand and Toy Survey identified, often that person is in the role of, and the title can vary, but the essential part of it is that person is the role of the office manager. That's the person that people can go to to connect with, to make sure that they can find out current and important information, even often that informal information that travels through the grapevine um, that they can ask and need clarification. So am I on the right track? Where do I find this information? They can get clarity and further input into the goals and what their work expectations are. So we're seeing an ongoing importance in that role of an office manager. Well, and that I find that interesting because I think sometimes when we talk about the changes, we're hearing, oh, we really don't need middle management anymore. But to me, an office manager falls into that level. Yeah, and it depends on what the person does, and, and you're very astute as always, Angela, that whole term middle manager. What is a middle manager anyways nowadays, yeah. right? Their roles are so complex. And when we look at that office manager, again, being that hub or that core of an organization, isn't in the middle. I, I like to coin a term, yes, you heard it here first, you and our listeners, the center management, right? It's not a senior manager. It's not the front line. It's someone who's right in the center in the thick of things. Hmm. And as things change and swirl around us, the, and the Grand and Toy Survey really illuminated that, that that office manager is the key role and person that will be the center and the hub for all of that communication and help to facilitate that ongoing change. Because to just say again, we come full circle here in the conversation that, oh, well, the change is happening and people will just find a way to cope and they'll just deal with it, um, it's not going to work. Like, people do need a resource and they need a person to go to to keep connected, to keep the communication going, to understand what they need to do and what they're expected to do. 
And so I love I love that term, center management. Mm. Uh, is I mean, hard, change is hard for anyone. But uh, are the people who are unwilling to accept change, they're the ones who are going to be left behind? Yeah, they're going to be left behind or left out. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, the, because it's it's just happening. And now you're really speaking in my wheelhouse because I'm a big proponent and I've done a lot of research and writing on the whole topic of change management and understanding that even change isn't, you know, we talk a lot about it, but it's also not just change, it's actually transition. And it sounds like I'm slicing hairs here, but there yeah. is a difference, right? And we talk a lot about change, but things don't actually change, you know, it's not like it's, here, gone. It might seem like that to us, but what's actually happened is there has been a transition and a process that has occurred. Things that have people have gone through and adapted to and things around us that have gone through a process, which again speaks to the need to feeling connected and having resources to help us through that process. And I think I'm talking a lot from, oh, the employee accepting this change, but there's a lot of onus on the the owners, whether it be the small or medium-sized business, to be able to make sure that their employees are accepting of this transition or whatever word you want to use. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things I speak to, and the research will show this, is that to really get people to first embrace and understand change or transition is to help them understand why the current situation or the the status quo is no longer going to work. You have to, we call that technically increasing dissatisfaction with the status quo. And some people kind of, you know, give me the sideways glance when I say that, Angela, like, really? You want me to increase dissatisfaction? And I (laughs) said, well, you have to think about, that's a great tagline, isn't it? Increasing dissatisfaction since 1970, here (laughs) to displease you. Right. But the, the idea is to help them understand, and this is where there's an art and a skill to it. You have to help people understand that the current situation is no longer viable, but must do so without threatening people or inciting fear in them. And that's a skill. So instead of saying, if you don't change, you're going to lose your job. If you don't change, our company's going to go bankrupt. Okay, that's full of fear tactics and threats. Instead, what you're doing is showing the marketplace trends. You're using data. You're using facts. You're using examples to help them understand, okay, the current situation, the status quo is no longer viable, and it's also not helping me get the most efficient and effective way to do my job and get the most fulfillment from it. Melanie, thanks for starting the conversation with us. Thanks, Angela. Melanie Peacock, she is an associate professor at Bissett School of Business, Mount Royal University. I got a few minutes after the break, 403-974-8255, because... I do remember a few years back, sort of that catchphrase was, um, you know, telecommuting, uh, making sure that we have fewer cars on the road at rush hour. Has that worked for you? Are, are, or maybe you're the kind of person or the type of job that you are able to work remotely. 403-974-8255. Maybe you're sharing a job. What kind of changes have you seen in your workplace? And I hope they're for the better. 403-974-8255. Your thoughts after this. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.